The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to the 205 Live Review here on the W2M Network. I'm Brandon Biscobing, filling in for Harry Broadhurst tonight. And joining me is the normal co-host, Liz Polisi. How's it going, Liz? Pretty good. And let's get right into it. Uh, a This show, um, after the... What happened this past weekend, um, talking about the replacement Fatal 4-Way that was won by Cedric Alexander last night, So, and he will face Drew Gulak in another in a number one contenders match next week, um, and Drew Gulak talking about, you know, his matchup against Cedric, um... And he was out there in the ring to start off um, with Arya Davari. And uh, Drew Gulak was calling uh, Cedric Alexander a Grinch for stealing Davari's opportunity to be in the number one contenders match. A, a nice little uh, Christmas reference there. Um, and also saying that Noam Dar is injured and that he's going to uh, honor his fallen teammate. And Gulak, is, Gulak was supposed to have another PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Gulak is the only guy that, that can make something as bland as a PowerPoint presentation seem exciting. And, I know. And I, I said to Tori tonight after we were watching it, I was like, WWE should totally get a sponsorship deal with Microsoft and have him do a Microsoft Office commercial. It that would be fabulous. <laughs> that would be so, fabulous. yes, it would be. And of course, it's interrupted by Cedric's music. We, I mean, since it first started, I don't, I don't think we've gotten a, an actual PowerPoint presentation in like months now. I, know, I was thinking. I was thinking during it that it would be nice if they had something like up on the website where it's actually like him getting through some of the slides, well, like showing act, some of them. That would actually be a great way to get the cruiserweights over on the website. Like, have Gulak actually get through all of his original slides. Like, I yeah. just want to see all of the original slides. Yeah, and have it like broken up so it's like you have to watch the whole thing, and it's like an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we get uh, Cedric Alexander against Daria Davari, which Alexander wins with a lumbar check. Um, a pretty solid match. You know, nothing, not, nothing crazy. Um, 
it was one one interesting spot was Davari going up to uh the top rope, which is rule number one on, on Drew Gulak's uh rules for a better two oh five live, no high flying. Uh and Drew Gulak is, is going up and saying, No, what are you doing? Get down, get down and he jumps anyway, uh but injures his ribs as a result and that opens uh, the door for Cedric to hit the lumbar check for the win. Um, and then we get a stare down between uh, Cedric and uh, Gulak. Um, after that, we get a uh, a segment with them in the back, uh, along with Tony Nese and Enzo Amore. Uh, Enzo isn't happy that Drew called a meeting between the other three because Enzo is supposed to be leader of the Zo train and all of this. Um, and more, more, uh, more dissension within the Zo train. Uh, Enzo makes a match himself between him and Tony Nice, uh, with, uh, Drew Gulak and Arya Davari at ringside. Um, you know, and then I think no, that was later on that we got a a, a thing with uh, Naya. Um, but so you know, an interesting concept going on right now with with this dissension between you know Enzo and the rest of the Zo train. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes, and and we saw a lot of where it could have gone later on in the night. Yeah, it's happening a little quicker than I actually expected it to, but on this other side of the coin, I guess, you know, it it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I was not expecting this much dissension because, I mean, the Zotrin has only been around for, like, what, like two months or something? Yeah, about that. So then we get... uh, Brian Kendrick uh, in the ring talking about uh, how Kalisto got all these opportunities uh, right right away when he first came into 205 Live and how he was a cruiserweight champ a year ago but still hasn't gotten hasn't anything else since. Uh, and Jack Callagher gets on the mic saying, Kalisto, stay away or else, you know, we're going to beat you up and all of that. Um, but Kalisto gets the win with a roll-up, albeit, uh, against Gallagher. And then uh, Kendrick comes in right after the roll-up and starts beating down uh, being down Kalisto. Uh, and then we get Grand Matalik. Uh, appearance to save Kalisto and and run off, uh, run off Kendrick and and uh, Gallagher. And I mean, this is something we were kind of talking about off the air. You know, the there's a couple of different um, opportunities for a potential tag title if they wanted to go that route with a, a couple of different groups aligning themselves together now on the cruiserweight division. Yeah, it seemed like they were good. They were, I don't want to say starting, but they were 
we'll be playing around with it, you know, for, you know, a little bit, um, you know, with some different matchups. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, they really have enough people to pull off, you know, a tag division and a singles division without it being having a ton of overlap. Yeah, I mean, that's the bigger problem now is that they, while as compared to, you know, I mean, they should have had a lot more and and they should have a lot more from the Cruiserweight Classic, but, you know, they just, they seem to only use the same couple of people on the cruiser, in the Cruiserweight division, so you don't really have that depth uh, within the division to do anything. Yeah, the biggest problem with the show week to week, and Harry and I have said this, is that it's almost the same show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Every every week. The same people. I mean, the person I remember from the Cruiserweight Classic that we saw, like, back when the show first started, but now he's disappeared, is Lince Dorado. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there are a bunch of guys. I mean, there are a couple of guys that I would have liked to have seen them bring in that that didn't even get signed. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, you know. Um, is Dar's, is Dar, is, no, I cannot say his name. Is Gnome's injury legit or is it just something? I'm not that, sure. I haven't actually seen anything. Yeah, um, I haven't seen anything either. Yeah. Because I mean, if it is. If it isn't, that's two guys they have to replace, Swan and, you know, Noam. And apparently, I read, which just shows how little gets reported on the 205 Live guys. I was looking on uh, Wikipedia um, at the whole roster or the list of WWE personnel, and apparently TJP's been injured. So that's why we haven't been seeing him. I was just going to say, he's another one that you haven't really seen, and I was kind of hoping he was being... Repackaged. <laughs> yeah, so that's the reason why we haven't seen him in a while. But you yeah, know, you got Lindsay Dorado seemingly sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got more than what they used. Um, but you know, that's that's one of the things that have been a problem with Two Hundred Five Live is that they haven't used everyone that they've that they originally had. And now instead they're just adding more people from outside of what it was originally supposed to be. Right. Yeah, it's it's the same thing, you know, every week with a little bit of, you know, shuffling. Um, yeah. And then it's just so everybody's, you know, you're not only getting the same matches almost every week, everybody's saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, every week nothing, I mean, nothing is progressing. I mean, that's a problem with, all of WWE, though, now is that you're basically getting the same feuds, the same matches week in and week out. Um, but it's even worse on 205 because the roster is so thin. Yeah, I mean, I think the most, the you know, it's most similar to the, to the women's division because there are, you know, X amount of, of women that we keep, you know, they're friends today, enemies tomorrow, and then yep. next week, you know, they're <laughs> friends again. So it's just yep. one cycle we're going through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what they can really do to to fix it, but, you know, that's something uh, that they're going <laughs> to have to look into. Um, one person that we'll talk about in a second um, will probably help with that, but uh, the next segment was... Uh, 
Gulak trying to talk to Enzo about um, him fighting uh, him fighting uh, Tony Neese and one of probably the funniest moments that we've gotten from Enzo in a while. He he says that he's like Dean Malenko and will put on a technical display for the guys. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. That was that was that gained a few chuckles, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm sure everyone, every smark in the audience was just either either face palmed or were laughing their heads off. I have I once I haven't been on Twitter. I have to go on there and see what their reaction to. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that was the entertainment for the night. <laughs> and then uh, we got a uh, promo that says apparently Hideo Itami is, is coming next week. So that's something to look forward to for the Cruiserweight division. Um, not sure how much he can really help him. Uh, but, you know, add some fresh meat, you know. Me and it'll be nice to see Hideo on a more regular basis, as long as he gets used well. Oh, another person that we haven't really seen who seems to f- have fallen off of the face of the earth. We were talking about this before. Akira Tozawa. Yeah, he was all of. I mean, he got more airtime when he was part of um, Titus Worldwide. <laughs> well, and, and even then, he's like you know when you see Titus Worldwide segments like this past week on Raw, like last night on Raw, he was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I wondered about that. <laughs> but so uh, that's another person that you know. It seems like they only use a few people every week. So then we got an Enzo uh, promo before the match. Um, and saying that the Zotrain is an unbreakable unit, which, no, it's not right now, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and he says, he, he taunts Nice about not wanting to have a technical match and continuing this, uh, whole thing about how he's a great technician, um... And he keeps on, you know, berating Tony until... It looked like Tony was about to finally uh, go after him and attack him. And then, of course, we get an Arya Davari jump in to start beating down Enzo. The match technically did start, so the bell did ring. So officially it goes down as a uh, Tony Nese win by DQ. Uh, but Gulak, uh, or Enzo and Davari continue beating Nice down. Gulak looks, you know, like looks appalled at ringside. Um, Enzo keeps on yelling at him once he gets into the ring and basically forces him to kick Nice. Um, we hear a "This is boring" chant, which it that that uh. That segment went on. It seemed like that segment went on forever. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the segment, but it, it did run. It's really long. Yeah, uh, I think they could have cut it, you know, a, a little bit 
I mean, I get the reasoning. I get the reasoning behind because they were having Gulak sit there and think this out and be conflicted and everything, which is showing that you know he's not sure what he wants to do, which leads right. into what we were talking about uh, before about a potential face turn for Gulak. Um, but yeah, I mean, something like that. I mean, it doesn't help that. Unfortunately, it seems like the the fans and the and it seem it. Unfortunately, it seems like the fans. I don't know if this is because of the cruiserweights or because of his sticking old or what, but they seem to be turning on Enzo a bit. Um. Yeah, I think I think he's another one that's fallen victim to. I mean, he has all his three thousand, you know, catchphrases. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's time for him to um, evolve, you know, a, a little bit. I mean, obviously, he's not the greatest, you know, wrestler ever. But he really is, I mean, it's basically him, Gulak, and maybe one other in, in 205 that can actually, you know, cut a promo. You know, or, or sound halfway decent. I think that's I mean, the Brian Kendrick seems like. Oh yeah, you know, Brian's been around since the dawn of the day, you know. So Brian and Gallagher can do it at times. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, but they don't really let them. Well, yeah, that that is the bigger problem, and I think the the problem with two hundred five right now for me is that you have two completely opposite fan bases when it comes to the show or two completely opposite groups. Um, you know, you've got the more WWE-centric fans which want the talking segments, want it to be like WWE, want it to be, you know, more of that style. Mm-hmm. But then you have, you know, the purists who were watching the Cruiserweight Classic and everything and want it to be a more technically based show, want it to be more of a, you know, New Japan type thing. Um, And it's kind of hard to balance those two out. And it seems like they're failing miserably on both ends right now. No, they they really are, because it does quite often come off, you know, pretty, you know, disjointed. Harry and I have said a few times that out of the three, you know, shows – I mean, I guess there's NXT, but out of, out of the three bigger shows, whatever you want to call them, yeah. you you tend to get the best wrestling for the most part on a weekly basis on 205. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's more bang for your buck, you know, to speak in terms so to speak in terms yeah. of wrestling, you know, within the matches, so that you know it has that going going for it. But yeah, you don't you know, get the, the, you don't get handsprings uh, on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. You get some amazing, you know, matches on that. I mean, even the short matches are, you know, you know, pretty, you know, pretty good, um, very entertaining. But it's getting this the storytelling, you know, from you know one to the other, from you know from week to week, yeah. is where I don't think they've they've balanced it very well. I don't think they have found their well. I niche. think it's also. I mean, I think it's also the fact that, I mean, or, originally I would have kept it at full sale and kept it right after NXT. Yeah, Harry. a second hour of NXT. 
we've we've said that like almost every week, <laughs> and I think Gary said it too when he's um, been on for for Harry that it should be paired with you know NXT. I think it the thing with two hundred five is it's stretched across across three shows. You have them show up on Raw, they're not featured on SmackDown, but then it's live after SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're stretched across you know you know two days. They have a lot going on, and it's. SmackDown starts at what eight? So, yeah. what people are usually in their seats by seven, and then you know a lot of them leave. You know, so they I don't. Mean, to, retire. to be fair, you know the the argument against that is that you know uh, Raw is the same amount of time. So, you know, if you can stay for three hours of Raw, then why couldn't you stay for basically for the same amount of time for two shows? Um, because but, they separate. For me, it's because you know they separate it. You, I'm imagining that they there's it's it's because it's not fluid. It's not just true. continuing. You know, there is that. There has to be some sort of. I mean, it comes on pretty quickly. So, and we know how fast the ring crew work, works. But there is that changeover. That is true. And the people you know, who don't really care about the cruiserweights. Yeah, so some people are going to be like, eh, you know. And, yeah, exactly. So some people are going to be like, eh, okay, I'm not, I don't really. So I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to a live event at all. So, like, I don't really know exactly how it works. But, you know, based on what I've heard, like, don't they, they do, like, dark matches before and after the shows, or, like, they tape main event before or whatnot. So, like, some of the more casual fans who do not know about 205 and the network, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how you would be a fan of WWE and going to events and everything and not know about that stuff, but playing devil's advocate and saying they wouldn't, um, you know, those fans may be like, oh, do I really feel like sticking around for, you know, a tape thing or, you know, right. a dark match afterwards? Right. I mean, and with when you go into Roar, you know, you know it's three hours. I mean, like, with this pub, people who don't really watch 205, they'd be like, oh, you know, it's not on the net. It's not on, you know, USA or whatever. It's just on the network, you know? Yeah. So they have they have a different view of it. So, yeah, I, mean, I think I think they could still feature it on Roar and have it be part of, um, like the second hour of NXT. Oh, definitely! Like you could basically like have them go and tape the two hundred five live stuff at full sale on a day like you know, on a day that NXT isn't taping or whatnot, mm-hmm. while at the same time, you know, having them still tour with Raw. Yeah. I could totally see that. And now they're doing house shows, so that in general... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how that, that works. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for 205. I mean, yeah. nothing too spectacular. I'd give it like a five and a half or a six. I'm right there with you, right in that right in that range. I mean the 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 two things that I mean well three things that are most interesting moving forward 
are Atami coming in, uh, Enzo, that whole thing with Enzo and Nia Jax, and then, uh, and then the whole Zotrain debacle. Yeah, I don't get the whole Nia. Well, I, I, I think part, I, I, I mean, I think part I mean, of the Zo- yeah, I'm, and I'm talking over you, I'm sorry. I think part of the Zotrain thing is that they, now with two or three people being out, they have to shuffle people around. Um, and it's easier to shuffle people around and then bring in new people than just bring in new people, you know, and and go and stick them in the spots that other that other people were in. But the whole Naya thing, talk about coming out of left field, yeah. Well, well I mean, we we kind of had this before with. I mean, this. I don't think the whole Naya Enzo thing will be quite as insufferable as this was. But it's not like they haven't done this before with uh, Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. I, you know, or <laughs> I think I'm hoping that in one that they're trying to go for more of a China and Eddie you know, <laughs> yeah. type thing. But um, I don't, I don't know. And I guess they took her out of the the women's picture over on uh, Roar. Because of the the new people, but who yeah, knows? I mean, they're they're more focused on so weird. and well, I mean, we talked about it with uh, with two hundred five, but it's the same thing goes with the women, where it seems like they only focus on you know three or four, maybe five people at most, and everyone else is kind of left out in the dark. Yeah, it's flavor of the month. Yep. <laughs> I think that just about does it for 205. Uh, Anything else you want to say about this episode before we go? Nah, it was there. Yeah, everything that we need to say has been said. So we'll see. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, for Liz Polizzi, I'm Brandon Bissabing saying so long and good night. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.